Hey, I'm Alan Hunter. You're listening on the Pantheon Network. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders. Was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here. Welcome back to another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff, brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, Megaphone, all, all over the place, over 40 other podcast platforms. All right. Uh, so this is episode 241. Uh, I am calling this contrarianism. Um, I was going to call it contrarianism as bad habit. I was going to try to get into the idea that I've got 120 bands here, 100 bands to go through. We're going to get to that in a minute, but the the title kept getting long. Um, I was going to call it, are you a contrarian? Is contrarianism a bad thing? But no, contrarianism uh, is basically going to cover this. Now, this episode came up because um, we recently did an episode of our our video channel, our YouTube channel, uh, The Contrarians, Are You a Contrarian? And it got kind of heated, and there were a lot of kind of cool um, concepts brought up in this about being a contrarian. And I think generally being a contrarian is a bad habit. And what I'm going to go through here is I'm going to prove to you that... Uh, I, or I wanted to prove to myself that I'm not I'm not a contrarian, and um, I think this is going to be a, a cool exercise because uh, number one, um, the idea here is I'm going to go through about 120 bands. Um, I haven't timed this. I don't know how fast this is going to go, but you know I try to keep these things to half an hour, but we'll see. Um, I'm going to go through 120 bands, and I'm going to pick my favorite album by these bands. So I I just went through most bands that I knew of uh, that I knew well. Um, that have large catalogs so so the answer is meaningful. So I didn't want to do bands that I didn't know where my answer would be meaningless, that I don't know the catalogs, I don't know all the albums, you, you know, the likes of your Santana, Chicago, Bob Dylan, Miles Davis, Elton John, um, you know, ma- many, many bands that I don't know a lot about, right? Um, but these ones I do, and the idea here is that I wanted to split them into categories, uh, and I'll go through these as as we go. But I've got five categories here, starting with least contrarian view for favorite album, going up to uh, pop off as nuts, uh, most contrarian view uh, for albums. And I wanted to see as I slotted all of these in, because that's how I did it on a Word document, to see which categories filled up the most. And and I did prove to myself that I'm not really uh, a contrarian here. So. Um, you know, I've well, you know, well, as we go along, we'll hit some of these concepts. But um, the general idea is, um, I don't think anybody should be argumentative for argumentative sake, sort of thing, like just to be different, sort of thing. And I think I'm going to prove that as we go here. Um, and we'll and we'll and we'll drop down on some of these things. But um, you know, so yeah, don't want to be argumentative for argumentative sake. Um, 
couple other concepts just so I don't forget I will mention them now remember I did that episode called uh, something like uh, is this music depressing right um, so you know I do I do have some biases uh, that that come out that cause me maybe to be contrarian because this episode we did of, of our podcast of our um, our video thing uh, drop down on some of these like I think I think to be uh, to have a pure answer of what your favorite album is by a band, you should you should try not to think about what the consensus choice is and have that sway you one way or another. You should try not to think about how big sellers they are. Um, you know, is it is it just this massive album? You you shouldn't think about the hits. You shouldn't think about. I would think. Um, Am I sick of these songs? So it's almost like I, I have a bit of that bias too, but I try to weed that out or or put up a blind um, when I'm trying to pick my favorite albums. But yeah, it's funny. I do have that one. Uh, I do have a bias about the early 70s versus late 70s for a lot of bands. You know, you think of Black Sabbath's a perfect example where I will pick Technical Ecstasy and Never Say Die over Black Sabbath 1 and Paranoid any day. Um, a lot of people pick Dom... Um, Dominant submission. Uh, Secret Treaties as favorite Bluish, Bluish Cult album. I go for later albums. Led Zeppelin, kind of the same thing. One and two. Is it because I'm sick of the songs? Why I would pick in through the outdoor and physical graffiti? I don't know. I think it has something to do with one of my biases. But so let's get into this. Uh, actually, one more qualifier. So I, I wanted to do it this way, where it's like pick a band and pick the favorite album by the band. Because I think I, I sometimes see people have this contrarians discussion where they talk about stuff like, oh, am I a contrarian if I like this band? And it's it's such a weird thing because to me, um, you know, bands have a reason to exist. If they've got four or five albums out, somebody likes them sort of thing. It's weird to talk about being contrarian for liking a certain kind of band, but I know that's part of the discussion as well as, um, you know, you like certain genres. You know, if you if you like deathcore or whatever, I mean, you're, you're obviously... Um, or black metal um, or, or uh, new age or whatever... Um, you know, you are obviously maybe contrarian that you're not liking just pop. You know, you're not just uh, all I listen to is Drake and Taylor Swift, right? Um, or Lady Gaga or whatever, right? So, so um, you know, there there is a certain version of that. And I, I didn't want to go with individual songs either because you know how I always argue that it's kind of like too small a work of art sort of thing. Now, the last thing is I, I don't want to... I, I try not to, with this podcast, get into too much of my favorite this and my favorite that because who cares? I'm just a random dude. It doesn't matter what my favorites are. But because I'm going to go through over 100 bands here, um, I think it's kind of, it's it's got the value of having that many bands and you get to see what my favorite album is by over 100 bands in this. But I, I think the main point is all of these wider points we're making about uh, is it a bad thing to be a contrarian uh, kind of thing. So um yeah, it's, I know. I know it's weird. There's an irony. Our video channel is called the Contrarians, but you know the story there. Um, the, the whole thing is it started with that one concept where we actually do have a Contrarian choice for an album, and then it moved on, and we talk about lots and lots of different things. So it's one of these one of these names that's around, like the Cars. <laughs> you know that uh, that it's it's gone beyond what the actual word means, sort of thing. All right, so let's get into our first selection here. This is Alice in Chains with "Rain When I Die."
Fight, the Great Dirt album. September 29th, 1992. This is a five times platinum album. So the category here, our first category of our, you know, traditional five is uh, Martin Popoff uh, liking an album that is absolutely the consensus choice. It's boring. It's the boring choice for favorite album. I'm a sheeple. Uh, look at look at how mainstream I am. Uh, boy, I am just uh, some sort of poser with this band sort of thing. So here here's my list of things I had uh, in this category. ACDC, Highway to Hell. Um, now, obviously, I'm you know I got to get through these right, so I'm not going to stop and argue every one. You know, oh, there's one other one that might be bigger or whatever. But um, this is generally a list of albums that uh, one could sensibly say it's the consensus choice or it might rise to the top if you did a poll um, for for favorite albums. So let's go through these. ACDC Highway to Hell, Alice Cooper The Band, Billion Dollar Babies, Alice Cooper Solo, Welcome to My Nightmare. I don't think any of that's uh, in dispute. Uh, we just played Alice in Chains Dirt. I think most people would pick Dirt, the second album. And uh, like I say, I mean, it's a five times platinum album. I wanted to... Uh, pick something that showed the choice of, um, you know, 5 million Americans love this album, right? Um, Aerosmith Rocks, Angel Hell of a Band, Bachman Turner Overdrive, Not Fragile. Now, bear in mind, what I'm telling you here is these are my favorite albums by these bands, right? Um, Boomtown Rats, The Fine Art of Surfacing, so their, um, their third album, a poppy one, a masterpiece. Clash, London Calling, consensus choice clutch blast tyrant i mean clutch could have a lot of choices dock and tooth and nail i think most people would pick that best of the early best of best of the later you know hits it was a big album peter gabriel melt um so his third album i think that is the creative masterpiece gang of four entertainment uh the first one iron maiden peace of mind um I've it's always been my favorite. I think a lot of people would pick that as a favorite. A lot of people pick Number of the Beast, Kiss Destroyer. So I have a very boring choice for favorite Kiss album. Um, Megadeth, Rust in Peace. They're you know an unquestioned masterpiece. I think uh, Merciful Fate, Don't Break the Oath. I had this in the next category, but I moved it back here. I think pretty much everybody's going to pick the second Merciful Fate album. It's either going to be the first or the second because you know there's the early days and then the reformation and all that, right? Um, Motley Crue, Shout at the Devil. I have really don't think I've ever heard anybody pick anything different than that. Nazareth, Razmanaz, it's always that, or Hair of the Dog. Pantera, Vulgar Display of Power. So I think this is the best, you know, this has the best songs. It's the most celebrated album. I think most people would pick that. Robert Plant, The Principle of Moments. Never heard another choice for favorite Robert Plant album. Um, Quiet Riot, Metal Health, the six times platinum one. You know, nothing else even comes close. Riot, Fire Down Under, no one's going to pick anything different there. Status Quo Quo, Sweet, Give Us a Wink. Um, I think most people would pick that. Tea Party, The Edges of Twilight, their sort of second album, you know, depending on how you count. Triumph, Allied Forces, you're either going to hear that or Progressions of Power, I think. Uh, Twisted Sister, Under the Blade, the first album. I think most people pick that. And Water Boys, This is the Sea. So, now you see what we're getting at with this. So the idea is um, I just went and picked, and I, I was going to stop at 100 and I was going to title it 100 by 100 or something like that. But then I thought, why not just keep going, take the numbers out of the title. Um, so that's me having the absolutely boring choice for um, for um, favorite album by a band, um, you know, laying out the proof that I'm not a contrarian. So let's uh, let's take a short break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant-quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late, and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. <laughs> Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything factor meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain again with something every podcast listener and music junkie needs to hear. As I'm sure you can guess, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I also listen to a lot of music, so having high-quality headphones and earbuds are absolutely critical to my day. Oh, and I have numerous pairs. In fact, I have a junk drawer of used devices that have bitten the dust, so I've tried them all. Recently, I was sent a pair of earbuds by Raycon, and the first thing I noticed was the cost. Uh, looks like their products are about half the price of other premium brands. Okay, that's cool. And the reviews seem pretty stellar. Okay, checks that box. So I got my Raycon Everyday Earbuds, a nice packaging to open, and what I immediately noticed were the pack of ear tips for sizing. Uh, I'll tell you, I have small ear canals. Uh, I know, a flaw. So to see choices for the best fit, uh, especially while exercising, <laughs> oh yeah. And yes, they were immediately comfortable. Sound quality was great too. Plus I have three EQ options that I love because I like more bass in my music and less in the podcasts. Eight hours of playtime for the battery is great as well. Surround sound, noise canceling, and awareness mode all included. I think I'm in business, and I just realized I've had them in all day. Like I said, super comfortable. Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order plus free shipping. That's right. You'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. American Criminal is a new true crime podcast from the studio behind American Scandal and American History Tellers. Every week, you'll fall deeper into the riveting stories of the country's most clever, craven, and cruel criminals. Fraud, theft, murder, and worse. Whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the whole story until now. The debut season tackles one of the most sensational cases of the 20th century, the Menendez murders. In 1989, young Lyle and Eric Menendez brutally shot their own parents. Prosecutors and the press said it was a multi-million dollar inheritance that led two greedy rich kids to murder. But the picture-perfect facade this Hollywood family built hid troubling abuse. Could these teenagers have been driven to kill? Or was it even in self-defense? 
Listen now. Go to AmericanCriminal.com or search for and follow American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back again here on History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff, episode 241, Contrarianism. Very simple title. Um, Took out a lot of the big words like bad and all this. uh, But yeah, is it bad to be a contrarian? That's kind of what we're arguing here. I think it is bad to be a contrarian for contrarian's sake. Um, You know, you can get into this whole thing. Does um, being sick of the songs or having the album be a consensus choice? You could use positive words and say, uh, how how much does that uh, how much does that mean to you, right? So so that's like that's like giving a contrarian some credence. Or you could say, how much are you affected by uh, these things? It was the big hit album. It's the it's the one that sold the most. Every you know, it's the one played live all the time. Or you could say, how much are you polluted by um, these these things? And that's that's my argument with this uh, with this episode. I think I think all these things are distorting uh, what should be uh, the way to pick your favorite album. Um, all right, uh, take a listen to this. This is the Stranglers with the Raven. Love the Raven. Uh, that's my favorite Stranglers album, September 21st, 1979. I got to use my handy-dandy list of uh, all the episodes with the songs in it, and I notice I've only featured the Stranglers across 240 episodes times five songs uh, three times. Uh, so there you go, Stranglers. Um, so this category is close to consensus choice for Martin Popoff's favorite album. Many, you know, many, uh, this, these are albums that would be in many fans' top three or so. Uh, this is, uh, these are bands with a lot of records where the consensus choice might be spread around, but not too much, right? Spread around between one, two, three different albums sort of thing. So let's go. Um, my favorite albums by the following bands are, uh, except it's Metal Heart, Almond Brothers, it's Brothers and Sisters. Uh, the Angels or Angel City, it's Dark Room. Anthrax, it's Among the Living. Um, so yeah, so you, now you're getting the point, you know, except it could be Balls to the Wall, it could be Restless and Wild, Anthrax, it, it, it could be, you know, a number of those in, basically in the in the 80s sort of thing. Um, but uh, so April Wine, Harder, Faster. Sometimes you hear Nature of the Beast. Sometimes you hear, uh, what what call it, the one just before it. Um, the Beatles, the White Album, um, Adrian Ballou, Twang Bar King. You know, people are going to pick the first or the second. Black Sabbath, Sabotage. That's famously, you know, always been my favorite Sabbath album, but people have varying albums they would pick there. Sabbath, Buddy Sabbath, you hear. Paranoid, Master Reality, Volume 4. I have heard, heard many. David Bowie, Scary Monsters. Just did a cool show with Daniel Bosch. Uh, Bicycle Legs, where, you know, we talked about that being mine and I think his uh, as well. Favorite David Bowie album. Uh, Kate Bush, The Dreaming. Captain Beefheart, Dock at the Radar Station. I've, I've argued at times when I'm feeling contrarian that my favorites of his are the two super commercial albums, Unconditionally Guaranteed and Blue Jeans and Moonbeams. Moon but uh, yeah, I, I got to go with Doc, um, and I think that's pretty consensus. Uh, the Cure Head on the Door, people generally pick uh, Disintegration, but this is high, so this is the, the point of this category. Um, 
The Damned Strawberries, Dire Straits, Love Over Gold, Fleetwood Mac, Rumors, My Favorite Foghead Album is Night Shift, My Favorite Foreigner Album is Head Games, Husker Du, Warehouse Songs and Stories, the uh, the last album they ever did, The Double is my favorite, The Jam Sound Effects, Jethro Tull, Heavy Horses, I like that, and Songs for the Wood, that period, uh, King's X, Dogman, um, you know, basically you hear Dogman or Gretchen, um, Kink's Low Budget, Led Zeppelin, Physical Graffiti, I hear four, I hear two. Generally speaking, it's it's one of those three. Manic Street Preachers, Everything Must Go. Sometimes you hear Holy Bible. Uh, Meet Puppets, Huevos. Uh, Metallica, Ride the Lightning. It's almost always, always, always either Ride or Master. Um, Morrissey, You Are the Quarry. Um, people consider that a great comeback album, and I love it to death as well. It's my favorite. Pink Floyd Animals, sometimes it's Dark Side, sometimes it's The Wall, sometimes it's Wish You Were Here. It's pretty much it. Um, the Police Regatta de Blanc, uh, Rat Invasion of uh, your, uh, your Our Privacy, um, The Replacements, Please to Meet Me, sometimes it's Tim, right? Uh, Roxy Music for Your Pleasure, Sepultura Roots, that's kind of a funny one. People, you know, you're a bit of a poser if Roots is your favorite. Um, you're a bit more hardcore if it's uh, Chaos AD. Uh, you're even more hardcore if it's Arise kind of thing, right? And that's kind of what, what goes on with those guys. Soul Asylum, Hang Time. Um, I like that's the, the riffier one. They're getting a little more cleaned up. Stranglers, The Raven, which we played, that is my favorite. But yeah, people can pick a lot of different ones there. Black and White, No More Heroes, all over the place right um sticks pieces of eight pete townsend all the best cowboys have chinese eyes generally you go to empty glass for pete uh u2 war um yeah that's a little culty right because generally people are going to pick either the joshua tree or um or uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Unforgettable Fire, uh, X, Under the Big Black Sun, and XTC, Black Sea. Um, yeah, those could be all over the place too, but like I say, so the, the category here was bands where there are two or three different albums that you see kind of kind of regularly. Um, all right, uh, we're doing pretty good on the time, aren't we? Um, let's go to our third selection here. Take a listen to this. This is The Rolling Stones with Lies. <laughs> Right, the Great Rolling Stones. Uh, this is from Some Girls, June 9th, 1978, six times platinum. So this is a massive album. I wanted to pick the Stones to make a point. So, you know, just just going out there and saying, oh, I'm a big Stones fan uh, is, is being very non-contrarian. One of the biggest bands in the world, arguably the second biggest band in the world ever. Um, and uh, and just to say you like the Stones is is proving that you don't have an ego about having to be you know the the guy who loves his uh, Leafhound and Captain Beyond and Sir Lord Baltimore right uh, that that whole thing or or even deeper of course um, but um, you know and the other thing I say about the Stones that really makes me not very contrarian is I love loads and loads and loads of Stones albums right uh, it is being a little contrarian to say I I really appreciate the later albums. Um, but uh, but other than that, just being a Rolling Stones fan proves you're not very uh, contrarian. So the category here is slightly odd choice, um, but most people wouldn't get upset about it. So Martin Popoff's favorite choice uh, for an album by these bands where you go, eh, 
you know, there's so many it could be. That's one of them. It's a little weird. Uh, it's not exile. You know, it's it's not sticky fingers uh, and, and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, it's a little later for the, for the catalog. So anyways, my favorite ones in this category, category number three, Martin Popoff's favorite Elvis Costello album is Trust. His favorite Judas Priest album is Hellbent for Leather. Saxon, it's Power and the Glory. Slayer, it's South of Heaven. You know, that's always going to be Rain, so I guess this is a little bit different. Bruce Springsteen, born in the USA. I'm, I, don't, I don't mind saying I like his absolute biggest smash album. It's an 80s album. It's not, it's not one of the, you know, the key, the key, oh, aren't they critically so much better albums from the 70s. Um, Rush Signals. Um, Rush Signals is, is a, a fair bit of an odd choice, but I do see people mentioning Signals. Uh, Robin Trower, Victims of the Fury, a little later on, but yeah, I'll give, give me a little later on Robin Trower than a little earlier Robin Trower. I'm fine with that. Uh, and one episode we did of The Contrarians. So you're going to see some of these show up now um, as Contrarians episodes because now we're getting more Contrarian as we get into the categories here. So, uh, so my last one was a Contrarians episode. Yes, going for the one. Um, you know, my, my head tells me I'm supposed to pick close to the edge, but my heart tells me it's going for the one. And now my heart's really telling me it might be drama, uh, for, for these guys. So that's kind of interesting. Um, all right, let's take a listen to our fourth selection here. This is Ozzy Osbourne with You Are No Different. Okay, I wanted to pick uh, my favorite Aussie ballad. Uh, this is this is um, de- definitely I would say it um, because there are a lot of Aussie ballads that get pretty corporate and pretty song doctory and uh, and and pretty you know hair metal ballady. Um, but this is one I've al- always liked um, quite a bit. You're no different, but it's from Bark at the Moon, November eighteenth, nineteen eighty three. Um, and I wanted to pick it here. This is the category. Um, that I call, so this is the last before the most intense category. This is an eyebrow-raising choice for favorite album by Martin Popoff, right? So you're supposed to pick Diary of a Madman, and second, you're supposed to pick Blizzard of Oz, right? It has to be a Randy album, right? But I just think they got it all together, and, you know, the guitarist is important, but it's not not the most important thing. To me, the most important thing is the songwriting, and I just think they got better on at Bark of the Moon. But I get a lot of abuse for this choice, um, you know, Jakey e. Lee album. Um you know, you don't generally see too many other ones. So, so really, this is a band that could have been in the previous category where there's not a lot of choice. Um, and a lot of people do like Bark, but it is, uh, it is uh, a little bit, you know, or it's quite weird because you really are supposed to pick a Randy album. Okay, so my other ones, uh, my favorite albums by the following looks like about 25 bands here. Uh, in the category four, the almost most intense. So these are quite, quite, quite contrarian choices uh, because there are other ones that are above them. Uh, the babies on the edge. Give me later babies over earlier babies. I mean, people like that stuff, but I, I don't know. I think when you go play those albums, they're pretty stinky. Um, 
Bad Company, Desolation Angels. Again, almost near the end of the Bad Company run uh, with Paul there. Budgie Impeccable. This is a tough one because Budgie could be all over the place. That's a funny thing about Budgie. You start looking at the albums and you start feeling like they're patchy and you love a whole pile of Budgie songs, but they don't all show up on one album. Uh, so it, it gets discombobulated. Um, Cheap Trick, All Shook Up. A lot of people don't, you know, the George Martin album. Um, you got to go with an earlier one. Deep Purple, Perfect Strangers. There's a travesty for you, right? You're supposed to pick something from the original Mark II, not the reunion Mark II. Um, but we have a Contrarians episode on that. It's one of our very first episodes. Um, Bruce Dickinson, The Mandrake Project. It's not even out yet, but um, I've heard the whole thing. I heard it quite a while ago now, and I love it. I think it's his best solo album. Um the Eagles, uh, the long run. So at the end of the the long run of the Eagles, not that long, but uh, yeah, I'll pick that. Genesis Abacab, that's a travesty, right? You're supposed to pick something more purely proggy. Love Abacab to death, though. Greatest drum sound of all time. Uh, Gillen Double Trouble, that's kind of a pick one band. Um, could be anything. Golden Earring, No Promises, No Debts. So it's it's from that late 70s period again. Uh, I don't know who, it's a good question. I don't know what people would be picking for a greatest Golden Earring album. A Grateful Dead, Shakedown Street from the Donna and Keith years. You're not supposed to pick something there. It's got to be American Beauty or the uh, the other one uh, from, from back then or or some earlier record, right? Um, Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1. Um, that's that's a crazy choice, of course, uh, because it's supposed to be Appetite. Uh, Max Webster, Million Vacations, the mellowest of the five. Ted Nugent, State of Shock. Um, you know, that you're supposed to pick Cat Scratch or the first one. Uh, Ozzy, uh, we did that, Bark of the Moon. Overkill, Scorched. I'm going to go with the very latest Overkill album. Love Overkill to death. Um, this is one where, generally speaking, I love the last five or six Overkill overkill albums way more than the early overkill albums um uh graham parker the up escalator it's supposed to be squeezing out sparks iggy pop new values this could be any of them but generally the the black and white berlin period or the um critically acclaimed ones queen jazz um queen's reich here in the now frontier uh, Scorpions, Animal Magnetism. You can see me speeding up here because we are running out of time somewhat. The Tubes, Remote Control. Uh, Uri Heap, Abominog. Yeah, you're supposed to pick something from the David Byron years. Van Halen, 1984. This is a weird one. It's hard picking your favorite Van Halen album. People are all over the place. But it's, you know, it's weird seeing 1984 in there, even for me, but it kind of is. Um, White Snake, Saints and Sinners. Supposed to like one of the later ones or one of the earlier ones, but this is a troubled period for the band. And Frank Zappa, You Are What You Is. We did a Contrarians episode on that. This is a big pick-me band. It could be anything, right? It depends what you want out of your Frank Zappa. All right, let's move on here. Take a listen to our last selection here. This is Dio with Night People. Hey, dream child. Promises are spoken and promises are broken. All right, from the Great Dream Evil album, July 21st, 1987. So this is the most intense category. Uh, this is if I had every, if every album I picked by, by all these favorite bands you've talked about, if I picked uh, 
some different albums and they were all in this category you would say Martin Popoff is just a contrarian he just loves to be argumentative he loves to get a rise out of people he loves to uh, have a heated debate about every favorite album by every band but no I've got a few in here but I think I've proved my point that I am not a contrarian uh, just by rote, by uh, by being automatic about it. Um, but yes, Dream Evil, I've argued, is my favorite Dio album. We did an episode on this. So a lot of these we did episodes on because that was the whole point of the original Contrarians, right? Um, but you're supposed to pick a Viv Campbell uh, album, but no, I think Dream Evil, when you, when you dissect it and go through all the songs, there are slightly more really cool, amazing Dio songs on there, and it doesn't matter that it's a Craig Goldie album, it is amazing. Uh, Blackfoot, Siogo, the commercial one, oh, you're not supposed to like that. Uh, the Buzzcocks, Flatpak Philosophy, play that one all the time, it's a super later album. Uh, but I like it better than the classics. Uh, John Cale, Music for a New Society. That's his super creepy, depressing album, um, but you're supposed to pick Paris 1919. Uh, Heart Passion Works. Uh, that's a really weird choice because uh, it didn't do well. It's kind of commercial. It's leading off into the 80s years, but I, I love... Uh, I don't think it has much old in it. I think it's it's basically a 1983 album, but I've got a whole episode on that uh, of the video channel. Uh, Jackal, Cut the Crap play that album all the time believe it or not um but you know it's not the first one it's not the second one right uh king crimson beat that's a complete travesty um you're not supposed to be liking even of those three you're probably not supposed to like beat uh the most and then of course all the earlier ones you're supposed to pick red as the favorite album or the, or the debut or something right little feet ain't had enough fun again um we're into the sean years here uh you know some female vocals um you're supposed to love the lowell george years the most but i really have a lot of fun with these uh, later little feet albums so that's a weird one motorhead motorizer this is a weird situation where i could pick any of the the recent albums over the earlier albums so i'm being very contrarian with my motorhead rainbow down to earth i'm famous for picking that one as my favorite rainbow album i get a ton of grief about that but it is a heavy album it is not very commercial we got a whole episode on that ramones pleasant dreams that's a weird ramones choice it's supposed to be rocket to russia or leaves home or even the debut um but uh, I really like what they did on Pleasant Dreams. Um, it's it's sort of like end of the century toned down a bit uh, or toned back to the traditional. Thin Lizzy Renegade. I get a ton of grief for that one. A lot of people, this is their least favorite Thin Lizzy album, at least uh, putting aside the first two or the first three. First two, really. I mean, a lot of people do not like Renegade. It is absolutely my favorite Lizzy album. There's a whole episode on that. Um, Tigers of Pantang, The Cage. I can't believe I'm liking this weird commercial album they did after three barnstorming New Wave of British Heavy Metal ones, but it's true. Um, UFO, No Place to Run. Uh, I get a lot of grief for this choice um, because you're supposed to pick a Michael album, either a Obsession or Lights Out, the big one. By the way, I just talked to Phil Mogg earlier this week uh, about the Lights Out reissue. That was delightful. Um, but no, I love the Tonka years, and this is hands down my favorite. The mellow songs are great on it. Um, Voivod. The Wake. Uh, I love later Voivod even more than earlier Voivod or, you know, or, or the commercial accessible Jason Voivod or the first era of the progressive metal Voivod. I love this later stuff the best. Uh, okay, uh, I'll, leave the, I'll leave the weird, really weird one for last, but uh, ZZ Top Tejas. Uh, generally speaking, you're not going to see Tejas picked. You're going to see Trey Zombres, maybe even Eliminator, maybe DeGueo. Um, 
but uh, but yeah, I I love Tejas uh, and my really weird one. I can't believe I'm saying this myself. Uh, I got a lot of grief for this. People falling off their chair when they hear me say this one. The Who, Endless Wire. I love Endless Wire to death. I just find all the rule breaking going on on it and the returning to themes and the short stuff and the long stuff. I just think it's just such a creative, strange record. I just love it to death, but I love a ton of Who albums anyways. Um, but uh, yeah, so there you go. So that's the last category of, of you know, if everything was in this category, it would prove that I'm a, I'm a crazy contrarian mess, uh, completely nuts. Um, just want to be argumentative. Um, how can I trust anything this guy says anymore? Because look at what his favorite albums are by these bands. He obviously had no taste. Um, and I can't trust anything he says. I'm not going to read his reviews anymore. I'm not going to listen to him anymore because he's a, he's a crazy person. Um, but as you can see, I had stuff in all the categories along the way. And my longest category was the second category. I had a ton of records in that. And that's like, yeah, this is like about 120 bands. Um, so there you go. I mean, what have, what have we learned? We've got a couple minutes here. Uh, again, to reiterate, I think the, the, um, the, um, the most goodwill you can have to, to picking your favorite bands or albums or songs or whatever, but let's keep it at, at albums, is um, you should be able to put up like a scientific blind against, um, is it full of hits? Am I sick of these songs because they're on the radio all the time or because uh, they're played in concert all the time? Uh, are they the obvious consensus choice? So I'm just picking the boring answer that everybody picks. Um, all of those sorts of things, right? Is it the most commercial thing? Uh, you know, uh, radio pushing singles, all these, all these things, people telling you what to do, right? Um, that, that's the thing. Um, you know, you can tell a contrarian when they, when they, when they start spouting out about, oh man, when people start telling me what to do, I just push back, right? So, so that's the whole idea of being polluted by, um, these views that you shouldn't have if you're trying to be really pure and objective, not, not objective. I mean, it, this is your choices, so it is subjective. But if you're trying to be pure about really telling sincerely what your favorite album is, it's good not to be polluted, like I say, keep using that word, by these different things. Um, so my point is, going through these categories, 120 bands, um, I will just pick what I feel is, and, and, you know, I won't be swayed by those things either. So in a negative or flip it kind of thing, I won't be swayed by how big the album was or how many hits are on it. And I try to not let it be a negative or a positive, right? So the idea is I went through these 120 bands, uh, there, there's a there's a perfect blended grayscale. A whole pile of them didn't didn't show up as oh I guess you know that whole idea like well it's clearly the best album because it's the biggest seller. It's got the most hits. That clearly is the biggest album. So I didn't have everything in that category, and I didn't have everything in the argumentative category. All right. If you like the show, and want to support future episodes, please go to Kofi.com/slash Martin Popoff. Hit that red support button. Buy me a coffee or a pint this week. I want to thank. Joe Becht, Andy at Black Sugar Transmission, Lee Clifford, Lee Fordham, Brendan Jarvis, Augustin Garcia de Paredes, Philip Edward Phyllis, Steve Polari, and Brian Sager. Um, you can go to martinpopoff.com for all your book needs. Um, the exciting news around here is The Perfect Water, Imaginal's book. People are buying the prints, and the originals are going uh, from that, and people like the book, and people love The Flaming Telepath. So that's the one I had to uh, reprint a bunch of times. Who knows if that'll happen with this one? Maybe. Can I do a third like this? I don't know. Um, 
but yeah, I've, I've got the ACDC at 50, the Kiss at 50, the uh, the Who Quadrophenia book. I've got the Dark Side of the Moon book, the Bowie book, all that stuff. Lots uh, lots out there, lots coming down the pipes. I was emailing with someone this morning, uh, you know, saying, oh, we should get together and do this. And I, I was saying, oh, I got to get around to doing that Smith's panel book or whatever, right? Um, a buddy of mine, Ed, um, and, uh, you know, I, I, I told him, look, I know, I know I mentioned the Smiths thing a long time ago and I haven't got around to it. And I said, but I haven't been slacking because, you know, I've, I've had the one book come out this year so far. It's, it's February right now, beginning of February, as I, as I say this. So I had the perfect water, um, the rebel imaginos come out, but I, I add them up and I've got, I've got seven books that I've got turned in and finished that are at the next stage still to come out this year. So I haven't been slacking, right? So I've, I've got stuff coming. Um, anyways, there you go. Uh, go play some Dio. Go, go play some Dio off of Dream Evil, man. That's such a great album. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at The RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.